0: Like us, would learn what it means to follow Jesus and find true purpose in Him. I want to. I want to. I'm Pastor Neil. I'm so humbled and honored to be here today. Ben and I both. And I just want to talk to you about three things. I want to encourage you. We need. We need everyone to partner with us in three areas. The first area is pray. We need. We covet your prayers on a daily basis. There's a, there's a sheet that you've been given that on the back of it, there's a little um, place where you can fill out your name and your, your email address or phone number. If you want to be a part of our prayer team, if you want to get updates on what we need prayer for and, and what we're doing, please fill that out and hand it back to us or put it in the offering. Pastor Neil will get it to us as soon as he can. Um, the second is is Give. I know that Pastor Neil is going to give you an opportunity to invest in what we're doing with Capital City Church. You're going to be investing in marriages that have been broken. You're going to be investing in family messages, hurting. And you're going to be investing in people that need to know a life-giving message of Jesus. And that so that so we're going to partner with you guys in, in giving. And the third one is go. Now, some of you may be hearing from the Lord and saying, you need to get up and you need to go. You know, God told me, get up and go to Straight Street, just like he did Ananias, right? He's like, get up and go to Straight Street. Where's Straight Street, God? Baton Rouge, right? Um, but he, so he may be talking to you and saying, get up and go. But, but more than likely, he's just wanting you to go and be a part of some of our outreaches that we're doing, Or some of the other things that we may be needing, you you know, needing people, needing bodies to come and hand out groceries or hand out other things that we do. So, or you know people. That's the biggest deal for us. We're gathering referrals of people that know people in Baton Rouge, that know people that need the life-giving message that Capital City Church is going to bring. So if you have those, there's a little space on this form for their name. Email address and phone number. Please trust us. We'll reach out to them. We'll get them to come out to one of our startup parties and we'll try to get them connected into the body. Amen. Thank you
1: so much. Thank come on, so let's much. thank God for them. Thank, thank you. Amen. So thank you. Come on, let's thank God for our more. Come on, i Patty Cake. Amen. You know, one of the, God gives us the privilege of paying for it, so this morning as you're giving your offering, if you'd like to sow a seed into what they're going to be doing, this church plant, just put in your uh, memo or put on the envelope, Capital City Church, and we're going to sow a seed into them as they go to reach people for Jesus. We're about the Great Commission going in all the world and making disciples. Of all people, and if God moves on your heart and you want to move to Baton Rouge to be a part, we will send you with a blessing. We'll pray over you, and uh, because if God directs you, we want you to be in the center of the will of God. Amen. How're you excited today? Yes. There's so many things in my heart this morning and, and I'm looking at the time, but I first of all want to reflect that, you know, today marks a year. This week marked a year since the pandemic began and uh, the fact that you're still alive. The fact that you're still here. Come on, the fact that you're still loving Jesus. You got a reason to give him some praise right now. Come on, give God because he kept you through the famine. He kept you through the pandemic. He kept, oh, come on, I'm oh, Let's give God a praise. He's a good, the name, he watched over you. He kept you. He protected you. He saved you. Come on, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run in and they are saved. Come on. Aren't you glad that he watched over you? He kept, amen. And so I'm just so grateful. And we, we're we seeing the end from the beginning. As you know, right now, more than 20% of the American, no, a little more than 20% of the American population have taken the vaccine. Yes, this past week, And and I took the vaccine. It doesn't hurt. Come on, let's thank God, hey. Oh, yeah. And so... Many of our seniors have taken the vaccine and they testify, and they're here. And so I wanted to let you know, we, they're expected by May 1st vaccine to be available to the majority or the vast majority of the U- United States population by July 4th they plan to have the entire country open Well, we believe in God for it. we're going to have the greatest party Saint John has ever had how many you like to party amen how, 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 how many want to feed and bless our community because God has been so good to us our desire I'm just giving you all an idea some of you remember what we did was, was called Wild Jam, and we're going to winning our world for Jesus. And uh, we, we're we going to uh, have food giveaways. We're going to bless our community. We're going to have music. We're going to have uh, entertainment. But more important, we're going to share the gospel with our whole community. How many of you want to be a part of that? Amen. Listen to me. Then, uh, you know, today... We're going to have sign up because uh, we're going to want, Julie, I need you, uh, you you helped us in the past, Uh, I'm going to recruit you, amen. We're going to pull out some of those uh, sheets that we did, those wild jams in the past, and we're going to try to get everybody involved. We're going to have something for children, something for youth, something for adults. And we're gonna have an amazing time. And we're gonna cook and we're gonna provide bless our community because the Bible said it is more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you believe that? Come on. Let's thank God for it. And listen, I just while we while we're saying it, I wanna thank you. Uh, We ask you to give towards all the people who experienced that severe freeze in the uh, Dallas and Houston area, specifically Houston. There were several widows whose pipes burst. They don't have the resources to rebuild and repair their home, and we took an offering. And I just want to thank you for giving $3,500 to bless the people of Texas. Come on, don't let's thank God. You are generous, generous. Uh, You're an amazing church. Come on, I'm so grateful for you. And so thank God for you there, overwhelmed. And I want you to know some widow you may not ever meet here, but one day when you get to heaven, she's going to thank you for giving to the Lord and because you made a difference in her life. So I just appreciate you being a generous, benevolent church. That blesses people, blesses the before God, take care of the orphan, take care of, you know, that's what the Bible says. Pure religion that's acceptable before God is caring for the widow, caring for the fatherless in their times of need. And you have been that, amen. And so I, this morning, I, 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 if you have your Bibles, turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 20, and let's just go before the Lord in a word of prayer. I'm so grateful. Thank all of you who are watching us online. By social media, uh, Facebook and YouTube, I met a lady yesterday who's from California who's been watching us, and she was here in town. Thank you so much. Uh, Those of you, I I, I had a relative reach out from Maryland. Thank you for joining us. We're so honored for all of you that's joining, whether from Atlanta and all over the world. We love you. We thank God for you. And so let's just go before the Lord, Father. We thank you for this time together. You said, "Where two or more gather, you are here." Lord, we've already sensed your presence thank you for our worship team that did an amazing job lord we thank you lord that truly we desire lord to dwell in your presence to sit at your feet lord god and just to worship you lord god we thank you that we were created to worship you god today the greatest thing we could do is to love you with all our heart with all our soul with all our mind and with all our strength and lord if there's If we don't do anything else today, Lord, we want to be able to say, Lord, we loved you today. And so, Father, I thank you for everyone who gathered here today. You know every need. I thank you for all of our young people, Lord God thank you that in these last days you are pouring out your spirit upon them your Holy Spirit is drawing them and they want to make a difference in their lives and a difference in their world God I thank you for our our old you said in the last days you pour out your spirit on all flesh you said the young will have vision and the old will dream dream God I thank you that you're still moving Lord God you're no respect of person you're no respect of age it doesn't matter as long as you got breath you have purpose and so God I thank you for what you're doing among our seniors, our elders. Thank you for what you're doing in our young people. Lord, and thank you for what you're doing in all those in between. God, pour out your spirit today. Meet with us today. Visit with us today. Stir us, Lord God. We don't want to just be here of good message. We want to be changed. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you're doing. Heal hurts today, God. Change lives today. Today, Lord, we pray that your word will go forth. And it will accomplish everything that you sent it out to do. And we give you the praise. And all God's people said, amen. Come on, let's thank Him one more time. Oh, hallelujah. Well, praise God. If you have your Bibles, I'm reading at Matthew, Gospel, Matthew chapter 20. This is to die. One of the last things, Jesus was about to head to Jerusalem to be crucified and uh to die and he's on his way to pay the price for our sins and and brother calvin y'all don't hang too close i mean you're gonna hang around because i ain't gonna be too long amen uh but y'all heard that before but but since it's daylight saving time and y'all get an extra hour how many y'all gonna give me an extra few minutes (laughs) (laughs) thank you jesus i won't be long amen but anyway Here Jesus is about to be crucified, and yet the disciples are arguing about who's going to be the greatest, who's going to be the top dog, who's going to be the most important in his kingdom. And Jesus responds in verse 25, but he called them together and said, you know, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, it's on the screen, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world, lorded over their people. People love power. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. You know, you ever been in a crowd with people and they, they want you to know how important they are? And, and you know, it, it's amazing. That's our world. The Bible says all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. The world uh, lives for power, possessions and pleasure. But listen what Jesus said. Put the next verse up. But among you, it will be different. Say it will be different. There ought to be something different about the people of God. There ought to be something that's different about us. We're not like the world. And listen to what he said. Whoever wants to be a leader. Jesus in the, in the, in the other verse said, whoever wants to be great among you, he must be your servant. Go to the next verse. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. Here's our text. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Come on, let's read that verse together. Say, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. And to give his life as a ransom for many. I want you to know, we're not here to be served, but we're here to serve others. Can I have an amen? Come on, say it with me. Say, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve others. Come on, tell it to the person next to you. Say, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve others. We've been learning what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And a follower of Jesus must learn how to serve like Jesus served. And Jesus here tells us the secret to greatness. You know, nothing wrong with wanting to be great, but true greatness is found in serving others. I read a little bit of the uh, historical uh, document last week, uh, I just want to read it a, a, a part of it again, the true story. In the fourth century, bishop uh, of the city, the historian of the early church, his name was Eusebius. He recorded that during the plague, plagues are nothing new, they had a pandemic just like we had a pandemic. And all day long, listen to what he said, and all day long, he's speaking, some of them, the Christians he's speaking of, tended to the dying. And to their burial, countless numbers with one to care for them, with no one to care for them. Did you hear that? That's just what we just came through. A year of pandemic, over 535,000 people died. Oh, oh, many, uh, over 16, 26 million were sick uh, with with COVID. I mean, we we came through a a terrible time. But listen, look what's the reputation of the church. While everybody was fleeing the city, while everybody was hiding, while everybody was... I'm going to leave that alone. Here was, he said they were different. Instead of running for cover, instead of seeking to protect and preserve their own lives, listen to what he said. He said, others gathered from all parts of the city, a multitude. They were in famine, and guess what? The Christians distributed food to them. You know, I'm so grateful that that's what many food have done throughout this whole pandemic, throughout this whole year. From the beginning of March, you've given our food every week to our community. We did a survey this past week uh, of the hundreds who come through every week to get food, and we asked them, "What is the greatest needs in our community?" And we compiled what were what they're saying were some of the greatest needs. At the top of the list, it shocked me. It, at the top of the list was need for food and food insecurity. I did not realize that, but you know, there were so many people who just say that they are in need of food and they need, and it, it you know, sometimes until you see it firsthand you don't realize it but we can take it for granted because we got food on the table and because we got food in the refrigerator we don't realize that there's people hurting there's people struggling there's people going through a difficult time and so one of the things I want to just say before I say anything because many of you have volunteered throughout this whole pandemic to make a difference and be in the hands of feet of Jesus I just want to say again thank you Thank you. Thank. You. Come on, let's just thank God. Come on. Oh, somebody, listen to me. Aren't you glad that there's people that say, "Listen, I'm not here to be served. I'm here to serve others." Come on. It, it, you know, it's amazing. There are people who are vulnerable. There are people. Listen. Let, let, let me. I, I don't mind. I can. I can brag on some of our people. You know, Mark has underlining health issues, breathing issues, all kinds. Of, he. he uh, for people like him, COVID can be a death sentence. Because his lungs are compromised, his health is compromised, uh, I, he, and, he and Mike. But from the beginning of the pandemic, he said, he said, Pastor, pray for me, but I, I, I'm not just going to stay at home. And every week when the trucks come in, he drives a forklift, unload the trucks, he and Mark, and set up all the food. Where, where Mark at? Mike, Mike. Come on, let, let's, let's thank God for Mike and Mark. Oh, don't pay. Come on, let's thank God for... I'm not saying they're the only ones, but I'm telling you, listen, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I can't come, I can't do this, whatever. But I, I'm grateful for men who love, the, who, who love not their lives unto the death, who are willing to say, Jesus, listen, I want to make a difference. Come on, they, they're a hero. Let's thank God again. for. Last year, we gave over a million pounds of food. Because somebody was willing to say, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve others. Come on, let's thank God for that one more time. He goes on to say, Eusebius said, this is how Rome was conquered. Let me just tell you. Because when I was reading this, something stirred up on the inside of me. Rome was not conquered through power, through a sword. I brought a towel here because Jesus taught us that the secret, my kingdom is not going to be, the disciples wanted to use a sword. But Jesus, Jesus said, my kingdom is not going to be reflected by swords and, and spears and by symbols of power. But my, my the symbol of my kingdom is going to be those who are willing to take up a towel and wash feet. Can I have an amen? And listen tell me after four centuries they noted listen what they were saying they noted that rome was conquered not by a sword but because believers who were willing to serve somebody say amen and that's the limit. say in the world we're living in today unfortunately sometimes the church has not always been known about what 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 what, how we serve sadly sometimes we've been we've sought power like the world sought power we thought it was in a political candidate. But how many know, listen to it, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, because if Jesus, let me just tell you, what, what what really matters is is whether or not Jesus is in our house, is whether or not he's ruling in our lives. Because I don't care what political candidate he can't fix it. But how many know Jesus can fix it? Can I have an amen? How many believe Jesus can fix it? There's nothing that he can't do. That's why I, I love that song. There's power when we call. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in that name. Come on. There's healing in that name. Come on. Come on. There's nothing too hard. There's peace in that name. Somebody say the name of Jesus. I don't care what you're going through today. I don't care where you are today. There's power in the name of Jesus. Come on. There's power in the name. There's healing. Listen to me. I, I You know, I I, I got up. I, I was a little achy because of uh, the... the um, some of the COVID vaccine, I was feeling some of those symptoms. But I'm telling you, when I began to sing that song, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in it. All of a sudden, I felt the power of God touch my body. Come on, somebody, give God some praise because there's power in that name. I got to get to my message. Three, Real quickly, I want to talk to you what it does mean to serve like Jesus. First of all, Paul writing in Philippians chapter 2 tells us that if we're going to serve like Jesus, we got to have his attitude or we have to have his mind. Write it down. We must adopt the attitude of Christ. Listen to what Paul writing. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should not look only on your own interests, but on the interests of others. Your attitude should be in the very name as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made a human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient even to the death of the cross. On the cross, Jesus is our example, he gave up his rights. I have to read the message Bible. Because it puts it so, uh, Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message Bible, makes it come alive a little bit. Listen to what he said. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others. Say others. Get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but he didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantage of the status no matter what. Not at all. When time came, he set aside the privilege of deity, and took on the status of a slave and became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privilege. Instead, he lived a selfless and obedient life, and he died a selfless, obedient death. Oh, I love that. I love my Lord Jesus. I love his example one of the great missionaries of the past caught a revelation of what Jesus did From His name was C.T. Studd. He said these words, If Christ be God and he died for me, there's no sacrifice too great that I can make for him. C.T. Studd was a famous cricket player, be like one of our NFL players. Not only was he famous, he was born into a very wealthy, wealthy family. But when God caught a hold of his life, He was willing to give it all away for the cause of Christ. The people of of that part of the world thought he was crazy for doing what he did. But when he realized what Jesus did for him, he said there's no sacrifice too great for him to make for Jesus. See, let me just tell you, there's something liberating and freeing about when we learn how to serve we're living in a world that's obsessed with self we all you got to do is scroll social media pages and realize it's all about me look at me look what i've done look what i have on look what i don't have on <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> world obsessed with it's all about me. And it's tragedy. I see it even in the church. I got to do me. I got to find me. People leave their husband, leave their wife to do me, to find me. Tragic. And the more you try to do you, the more empty your life becomes. Because Jesus said the way to way to find life is to lose your life but he said if you cling to your selfish way of living you're gonna lose it i weep because i see whole segments of the church caught up into i gotta do me i gotta be me i gotta find myself and jesus said if you're gonna really really experience life if you want to really find yourself you got to lose yourself let, let me tell you one of the most exciting things I witnessed uh, this past week. Uh, uh, Alicia, you here? Yes, yeah, she's here. Let me just tell you this past week we were giving out food, and I got a call from the Chrysler, Riverlands Chrysler dealership. And uh, they said, listen, we. Been seeing what y'all doing throughout the pandemic. Can we bring all of our employees and can we come and volunteer and give away food this coming Thursday with you? And I say, of course. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And, and I want you to know it was amazing. Uh, they came and, and they worked tirelessly. They sweated. One of them said, I used muscles I didn't know I had. And I'm talking about they were exhausted but here was the amazing thing. From the owner to the senior manager to the, to, the, uh, to the lady who handles all the finance, they were so excited, and they said, can we come back? we so excited. Come on, let's thank God. Listen, there is something about when you lose yourself to serve somebody else. I said, there's something happen when you begin to say, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve and give my life for others. And they discovered it. See, they tapped into something. They realized it's not about what I can get, what I can do. When you and I begin to discover that life is not all about me, what I can get, what, what people can do for me. But when I give of myself to others, I tell you, it was so exciting. They, they were, You know, it, it's amazing. In spite of all that, they say, listen, we want to come back. We want to serve because there's something freeing, that's something liberating, that's something exciting when you get out of yourself long enough. Listen, he said, stop being so obsessed with yourself. Forget yourselves long enough just to focus on serving others. If something happens when you get out of yourself Long enough that you begin to say, it's not about me. That's what they discovered. They discovered what Jesus discovered. They discovered what Jesus taught, that when we're willing to get out of ourselves and stop being obsessed with self and lose sight of self for the purpose of serving others, that's when we find what life is all about. Listen, Jesus said it this way. You know, how many of you really want to be blessed? That, w- that word blessed means spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired, not depending on outward circumstances. See, happiness often is what happens to you. But you see, that's a joy, that's an excitement that doesn't depend on what, ha- what happened, whether you got a stimulus check, how many of you got your stimulus check. And if you don't want yours, we'll take it. Come on, hallelujah. <laughs> but hear me. <laughs> John 13, listen to what Jesus said. I have set an example that you should do as I have done to you. Many of you know, I won't read all. The disciples were, again, arguing. This was the last act of Jesus. He's about to go to the cross, his last conversation with his disciples, and they are competing and comparing with one another. Sounds much like the church today. And Jesus took a towel, and he tied it around himself, and he got some water, and he began to say, fellas, listen, take off your sandals. And he began to, one by one, wash his disciples feet you know we 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 lose sight of what that really meant in today's culture because it was such a humbling thing it was a thing that was reserved for the lowest of slaves washing feet you imagine a culture where they often wore open-toed shoes that there was no paved road because of donkeys and camels, there was manure always on the road so your feet didn't smell so nice. Not only that, feet was, was, was a, the debased part of your body. Nobody wanted to touch or wash someone's feet. And yet Jesus, our Lord, our Master, the one who created everything, the God of the universe, he humbled himself. He took upon the form of a slave. And he began to wash his disciples' feet. And he said this in John 15, John 13, 15. I've set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Did y'all hear that? I've set an example. How many want to be like Jesus? I've set an example that you should do as I have have done for you. This is what he said. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Notice Jesus said, if you really want to be blessed, if you really want to experience true spiritual prosperity, if you really want to have, have a joy that does not con- depend on what happens around you, if you really want to have victory in this life, Jesus said, follow my example. Don't look to be served, but look to serve. The key to you and I living the blessed life is learning how to serve others. I'm not going to finish this whole message this morning. I want to just challenge us afresh as a body of believers. One of the things that grieves me more than anything, and I'm not speaking about, I'm talking about as a body of Christ as a whole. I believe that we had just been given the greatest opportunity that our nation play Simply Christ's opportunity to reveal that Christ is the answer. I'm going to say that crisis is simply God's way of revealing that Christ is the answer. That's what crisis is. So whenever there's a crisis in the world, it's just an opportunity. We just come through one of the most difficult, one of the most challenging, one of the most painful, one of the most... Uh, 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 tumultuous years we've ever experienced. This weekend, this like a year ago this week, we shut down our church, church building. We just came through it. But here's what grieves me the most. Most of the church missed it. Can we be specific? Most of us missed it. Church is not a building. It's not an organization. We're the church. Because sometimes we lose sight. We're not here to be served, but we're here to serve and to give our life as a ransom. Real joy comes not in how many people serve you, but how many people you serve. I want to read something the great man said. His name was Dr. Martin Luther King. How many of you know Dr. Martin Luther King? He said these words, Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb to agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul that's generated by love. That's the key to greatness. This morning I want to give you and I an opportunity afresh. There's too many people in this church who come every week and you find no way you rarely show up to serve i I almost sometimes get grieved when i see our people in line always to get always in line to load up their trunk but not in line to serve i'm just being honest i I, i'm confessing that's all right bless me father five sinned. oh my god i'm this morning as we close i want to challenge you and i where it's not too late i i want to first of all uh, say again i am so so grateful that so many of you you didn't miss the opportunity you didn't you didn't look to preserve yourself but you say god how can i serve how can i make a difference I, I'm grateful. I want to say I'm grateful for every health care professional. Let's just thank God for all of our, come on, all Patty. Let's thank God for, all. Oh, don't. Come on, give, give them. Thank God for every medical assistant, every CNA, every nurse, every physician, every physician. Don't, pat. let's thank God again for them. Come on. And for the last year they showed up worked tirelessly to serve. I'm so grateful. So gr- and I'm honored. I, I just honor every one of you who work in Anywhere in the healthcare profession today, we just grateful for you. We honor you today. We thank God for your service. We thank God for your love. We thank God that you said, "I want to make a difference." Some people quit. Did you know that? Some people say it's too hazardous. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to work. Thank God for all of those who made up and said, "Listen, there are people dying. There are people who need our help." This was what I went to school for. I went to help people when they were dying. I'm not going to run at this time of opportunity. I'm going to run to the opportunity. Thank God for those. Let's thank God one more time for all of those who say, I'm going to be available. Listen, I thank God for all of our essential workers. You know, there are people who, listen, who worked in uh, essential workers, whether they uh, worked in uh, uh, janitorial, uh, cleaning places, uh, uh grocery stores, whatever. but you showed up. I hope it wasn't just because it was your job, but you showed up, and we honor you for that. Let me just tell you, see, this is what transform you. What transform your work into your worship is when you do it for Jesus. See, when you're stocking that grocery store, and I say I'm doing it for Jesus, all of a sudden your work become your worship. Can I have an amen? And Jesus said, "No good thing that any man does, the Bible said the same that God will reward him. There's a reward that's coming to you. I don't care if you are stock, if you're stocking grocery stores. I want you to know. Come on, let's thank God. There's no service that's too menial." That's what transformed, and here's what I want to tell you. Whether you work in the grocery store, whether you work in the plant, whether you work in the bank, whether you work wherever, when you do it for Jesus, when you show up and say, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve. Come on, say say it with me. I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve. And when you show up, whether you're a flight attendant, whether you're a health care worker, Whether you work in Home Depot, whether you work work in Walmart, whether you work uh, wherever you are, when you show up and say, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve, it's not what I can get, but it's what I can give. I want you to know when you do it for Jesus, I want you to know you're you're serving like Jesus. Let's thank God for those who serve throughout this process. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, my hat's off. I, I want to thank the many of you. Some of you worked in health care. Some of you worked in, in child care. Some of you taught in the schools. You showed up. Teachers all over the country resigned, striked. Say, I'm not going in the classroom. I, my life too valuable. And yet millions just say, listen, it's not about me. They got children that need to learn. I'm going to show up. Let's thank God for all of our teachers. Come on. Oh, yeah, listen to me. I, I, I don't know... I don't know yet how we got to help. Right now, it is said that our school system is in an $11 million deficit. They're going to lay off workers. Tragic. But I do know we happen to be in this community, and therefore we have to say, Lord, what would you have us to do? Because we're not here to be served, but we're here to serve. I say, I say... Because, you see, serving is not what we do. It's who we are. We're servants. Can I have an amen? And because that's who we are, we have to say, Lord, what can we do? So I'm, I'm going to be meeting with our superintendent for ask that question. What can we do? Because that's who we are. See, we're not running from the problem. We're running to the problem. Can I have an amen? We're not trying to run in hot or, 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 or point blame or say, or say you, you know, they messed up or they do it. No, no, we're, listen, so many people, are, are, well, it's easy to blame. It's easy to tell all, it's easy to talk about what why the problem exists. That's not our responsibility. We're here to serve. We're here to make a difference. We're here to be like Jesus. Can I have an amen? And so I'm letting you know, that in times of crisis, it's our opportunity. I want to thank you. I I I thank you. You know, brother John. I I you know I go in Home Depot. Everybody who go in Home Depot, No, Brother John, listen to me, he could be doing anything, he retired, he he got enough money, but he go there and he's there to serve. And everybody that, listen, he's not running from people, he's running to people. How can I serve you? How can I help you? Come on, let's thank God for people who have a serving heart. Sometimes I go in the store, John, I can't find nobody to help me. I'm glad they got some people who got a servant who run to you. You know, some, one time I was looking down the aisle. The guy saw me, he went the other way. <laughs> but thank God for servants. That's cool. Father, we thank you for this morning. Jesus, we thank you that you gave us the example. You didn't come to be served, but you came to serve. Lord, you said... You gave us an example to follow. Jesus, we live in a community that has so many needs. I pray that, Father, that we would not look on our own interests. But, God, that we'll forget ourselves long enough to look on the interests of others. That we'll not be obsessed with ourselves. But, Lord, we'll be obsessed with serving you and making a difference. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to serve like Jesus. And however you want to respond, you want to kneel, you want to stand. But today, you saying, Lord, I'm not going to be a bystander. I'm not going to be a spectator. Church is not where I go, but it's who I am. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. You can count me in. I'm here not to be served, but I'm here to serve. If that's you, and you want to respond to this, man, just wherever you are, you want to kneel, you want to stand, you want to stand, just stand, or whatever you want to do, I want to just pray for you. Say, because I want to know, listen, I, I like servants. I want to know who's in the foxhole with me. If that's you, I, I want you to just right right where you are, just just acknowledge. Listen, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm part of the unashamed. Come on, I'm here to... To lay down my life. I'm here to serve. I'm here to make a difference. Thank you so much. I appreciate. I appreciate. It. I'm a, I, I appreciate it. Listen, that's what the church is all about. It starts right where you are. Some of you, let me just tell you. I'm, I, 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 listen, I believe charity starts at home. I believe husband, it starts by serving your wife. Don't run and try to get in line to serve somebody you're not serving your own family. Oh, yeah. Don't come volunteer and you're neglecting your own wife or your own husband. Service starts at home. That's the problem with the church. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to play church, but it starts in our house. Wife, I, I'm not leaving the wife out. Oh, I'm not leaving you out. You got to serve that man of God. Come on. You got to serve your man. Come on. Oh, yeah, listen to me. Cook him his best breakfast. (laughs) Say, how can I serve? (laughs) Let's pray. Some of the men excited right now. <laughs> but I want to say it to you, men, first of all, Jesus gave us the command to lay down our lives and to serve our wives like Christ served the church. No woman has no problem serving a man who's first laid down his life to serve her. Can I have an amen? Yeah. And so I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that today you called us not to be served, but to serve, to give our lives for others. Lord, thank you for everyone who's here. I thank you, first of all, Lord, for all the people throughout this pandemic who served, for every essential worker, for every healthcare worker, for every person, Lord, who showed up with a servant attitude on their jobs in their home in their workplace and in their community father i pray that we will be an army of servants that they will know we your disciples that we will be different we're not seeking power but lord we're seeking to serve we're not looking to see who's going to be number one but lord we're here to serve and so father i pray right now give us the grace give us the the mind of christ Give us the, the grace to serve like Jesus. I pray this right now. Strengthen every husband. Strengthen every wife. Father, deliver us from being obsessed with ourselves. I bind that demon spirit. I bind that spirit of the world that is coming to church. You say in the last days that we'll be lovers of ourselves, finding ourselves, seeking for ourselves, wanting to do with ourselves, living for ourselves. Father, I pray, cause us to. To, to turn from the way of the world and, Lord, to seek to follow Jesus' example, to lose ourselves for you and for your kingdom. And that's when we'll really find ourselves. Father, I pray, recover those who've lost themselves in an the effort to find themselves. Recover them, Lord, I pray. You love them, Lord. Those who, gotten the more they've sought themselves, the more they've lost themselves. The more they take, the more they lose. So, God, help them. Deliver them. Save them, God. Come on, set them free today. Lord God, we have a generation, Lord, who lost themselves trying to find themselves. But, God, help them to lose themselves for you that they might find them. I want to say it starts with a relationship with you. If you're here today, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, That's where it begins. It begins when you give yourself to Jesus. If you're here today and you say, Today, I want to be like Jesus. I want to follow Him. Then, Then just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Today, I choose to give my life to You. Because You gave Your life for me, I now give my life for You. Thank You, Lord, for hearing my prayer. God bless your people all over this room. We will transform our world as we learn to serve like Jesus. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank God for it. Amen. Listen to me. I need some altar workers.